1: You're
2: listening to Aston Law, broadcasting from the beautiful
3: South Berlin. Accepting our Hello, Brother, listeners, as well, this is an unusual way to start the show, isn't it? In the wake of that four naught thumping, shellacking last night at home to Ipswich. But I'm always encouraging people to send me voicemail, so I thought I'd send my own voicemail in. Um, not sure what form. Today's show's going to take as I recalled these words. It literally is a few minutes after the end of the four 0 defeat. Um, actually, it's more it's, it's defeat, but it was it was a shambles, you know, I couldn't make it down the den tonight. And I'm quite thankful. I, I, at the start of the evening, I felt really really guilty watching the show on TV um, for various reasons, which I won't go into. I uh, couldn't make it over there tonight. I thought no I'm consoling myself but I think I'm going to go Saturday. the you know my sense of loyalty is um dampened but it'll be assuaged on on, on Saturday when I go to mill. Can't make it tonight but I'll watch it on the telly which I always feels slightly like um that kind of irrational letting some letting you letting somebody down who who are you letting down really I don't know but anyway that's how you feel. Um but the performance from the side, and let's start by naming the side because I am unconvinced that the players, the squad, the core of the squad, are playing for Joe Edwards any more than they were playing for Gary Rowett. Um What lies behind that, I don't know. Um, I personally believe that this is a fundamentally spineless squad. uh, Rowett had his many critics, and I I didn't like his football, and I like the idea of what Joe Edwards is aiming for. But the fault lies, in the end, with the group of players led by the seniors of this squad, who are, some of them, are still uh, remnants of the Harris League one side. That's, you know, from 2016-17 promotion. There's one or two still knocking around from that that era onwards, um, but they were embarrassing, they embarrassed themselves last night, and I can't get my head around it, listen, there's something in truth, anyway, uh, the side versus, the started versus it's rich, uh, Matthias Sarkic in goal, backline of Jake Cooper, Wes Harding, Ryan Leonard, Either side of them, Murray Wallace with uh, the, the now suspended Joe Bryan um, mulling his three-match suspension over his coffee. Um, Danny Mack on the right uh, wing-back side. In front of them, George Honeyman um, and, and uh, George Saville. Uh, Ryan, Romain SA and Zian Fleming in front of them, uh, fronted by Tom Bradshaw. Various substitutions, Denor coming in at half time for Harding, who had an absolute mayor of the first half. Uh, Billy Mitch coming on for George Honeyman on in, in 70. Adam Mayor coming in for Roman S.A. 70. And uh, Whatmore, Duncan Whatmore coming in for Tom Bradshaw, also on 70. Um, the game began with the customary good start by Millwall. That little hint that there's something in this side, there's something in. The Joe Edwards project. Um, some good volleys on, on goal. Ryan Leonard early, one minute. There's a volley over the bars. A shot from Joe Savile saved. Smart save. Um, a shot from Ryan Leonard again, well saved. And on 11 minutes, a low shot from... Zee and Fleming, so good start, it was all-mill-all, all, actually, in that early phase. And then, as ever, as we've seen so many times now that I'm bored thinking about examples, most recently, of course, Coventry at the weekend, Sunday morning, but um, before that, they merge into one that long, endless spiral of good starts, thrown away by errors, mishaps, Keystone Cops defending, for all you older heads out there, um, beginning with a Cooper mishap, which allowed a break forwards for Ipswich on 23 minutes. Ipswich had been gaining a bit of momentum prior to this, but anyway, they forced a the mishap out of Jacob, which doesn't seem to be terribly difficult a thing to do at this professional level. Championship, you know, level two of the game. Only the Premier League being higher, but anyway, at this level, you can't afford mishaps and stumbling around like you're a big old dollop out there. Like you go, you know, like the, the the big old bloke that you get at the pub and can certainly wouldn't want to arm wrestle him, but you make a monkey of him on, on the pitch. And that's what happened in 23 minutes. Um, led to a corner, nice flick header, really nice finish by the Ipswich forward. Can't remember his name. 1 uh, 0. And from that moment, really, the blood drained from the Mills side. It's like that, that one single knock that destroys them. Um, 2-0 on 31, a shambolic own goal from a cross on the left. Mill giving plenty of space to a decent Ipswich side. Um, I'm laughing. I'm laughing with the, the laughter of the men that came out of the trenches as they went over the top. That kind of laughter, dear listeners. Um... Whipped in from the left and Wes Harding puts his foot out and diverts it with a plomb into his own goal for two 0 And that really was um I've written down Clown World on my notes. Yeah, I don't know what I suppose that's 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 a phrase of the time, isn't it? Clown World. We're living in a clown world and that's what happened there. Two 0 Wes Harding. Um within the sixes and sevens. Um Kiefer Moore managed to win a moment, but he was dispossessed at the last. With dodging bullets, um, with shambles, three naught on the forty-five minutes. Um, a kind of a looping downward, a strong header from Kiefer Moore. He, he, I thought he gave the kind of aerial presence that we've been gagging for since the uh, the days of Steve Morrison. Really, um, looped in overhead of the hapless Wes Harding. Three naught, Game over. Um and as the co commentator for Sky, I don't know who this um, generic co com was, but he got it right when he said that Millwall have not done the basics three 0 at half time game set and match, really. Um after that second half, bit of huff and puff. Bit of huff and puff. A few substitutions, bit of running around, but no threat. Um one chance for Millwall, a few moments for Ipswich but they were in they took their foot off the gas pedal, in a... They'll put it in cruise control like you do when you're cruising along the Ventura Highway with America all around you in the sun. You know, that kind of, you're not really, you're switched on, but, you know, you're in control, no problem. A few chances. Uh, they had a really good one on 80 minutes, uh, uh, poke wide which we, we rode our luck on that one. And then um, Fleming put one over the bar on 81 minutes. And then the coup de grace, the final, the, the cherry, the Mr. Kipling... Cherry on 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 your you know your bake roll tart at the very end of the game, ninety plus one I, a penalty Didn't touch of bad luck about it. I, the, the challenge was actually on the other side of the penalty area, but uh, the boy ran it into the penalty and won the penalty from the referee. Fair play to him. I think it was the just to rub a bit of salt into it. It's how uh, Hamad, Al Hamadi, I believe his name is. Who's the boy I saw with Aaron? I went to um, some. Uh, uh, hospitality with Aaron. It must have been over a year ago now, a year and a little bit. And Al-Hamadi was the star of this AFC Wimbledon side. I was sat up in the gods and members of his family in front of me and they were clearly, you know, um, rapt at his his uh, obvious talent. Um, anyway, he's got to Ipswich. He hasn't the to Millwall, he's got to Ipswich. And he won the penalty and put it away with a plum for 4-0. Game, set and match, dire, dire stuff. Dire from a squad that showed no fight, no uh, spine, nothing that you expect as a Millwall fan. I'm sure you join me, dear listener, in not expecting to see Zinedine Zidane or Diego Cruyff take the field for the Lions, but you do expect to see 100%, and we didn't see that last night. Um... I'm recording this now at what, about twenty past ten, um, as an intro to whatever format the show takes. That I've I've invited um, one or two guests to join me for a call later, and of course the voicemail. So we'll see what we get. I'm expecting a deluge of voicemail, but we'll see what we get. Um, where it leaves Joe Edwards, <sighs> we can't carry on in this. Um, getting, we're getting hammered. We're not just, we're not just getting beaten, listeners. We're getting hammered. Uh, the manager, unfortunately, is the person that takes the can for that. But I would add, and I, I I strongly suspect that Joe will not last. If he lasts till Saturday, he badly needs something that we didn't see last night from this squad. But um, I also want to point the finger at a squad that has let him down last night. Um, let Gary Rail it down. It's the squad. It's the squad listeners. It always comes down to the squad because they're the ones that take the field and execute whatever instructions have been given. Whatever you might think of those instructions. It's on you, senior players of the mill side, to go out there and execute them. And we're not, we've, we've, we've seen a lack of professionalism, in my opinion, from this squad for some time, in truth, up to the end of last season and now into this season. Any anyway, Rod. I found that cathartic, listeners. We're going to take a short break and we'll be back with the um, first of our series of guests on today's show.
1: Achtung, Mailball.
3: First up, dear listeners, on what is proving to be a two-parter, double-header show in this crisis situation. First up is my uh, esteemed colleague, rugby journalist and Millwall fan, through and through, Neil Fissler, Neil Good morning to you, mate. Thanks for coming on the show. Um, This feels like a full-blown managerial crisis, a Millwall Club crisis at the moment. Is that too much of an exaggeration? No, I
2: don't think it is, Nick. Good morning, everybody. Uh, What a situation we seem to have dug ourselves into. Absolutely. It's it's unbelievable. And uh, I'm not going to say we're going down because there's still that buffer of a four point gap but that but that was an eight point gap yeah nine point gap what a fortnight ago three weeks ago uh it's starting to look like it's starting to be worrying to be quite honest i'm not going to be alarmist and say oh we're going down we're doomed because we've still got enough time to dig ourselves out of it
3: we do we do. It does require certain attributes that I don't think anyone that watched last night's show and, and previous games, Neil, because last night hasn't come out of a clear blue sky, has it? I mean, there's, there's been a few performances in recent matches, really since that um, that win at, at Bristol. Uh, it seems like a long while ago now, back on New Year's Day. But since then, we've played progressively um, more and more, you know, in, in a relegation style. Now, I'm trying to think of the right words, but we'll stick with that. Um,
2: yeah, no, you're absolutely right. But we have shown enough in various parts that Sheffield Wednesday performance. Yeah. Yep. The way we played over Christmas. Yep. That we have got the ability to get out of this. What we need to do is we need to stop shooting ourselves in the foot. Every game at the moment. It's the old self-inflicted injury, isn't it? And last night was no exception. That first goal for Ipswich, well, you'd be doing your nut on a Sunday morning, wouldn't you? You would, you, yeah. You you would. A Cooper not strong enough to to actually, to actually he put the guy into the stand. Yeah, he's not adverse to the old rugby challenge, is he?
3: (laughs) Maybe (laughs) Um, there's a new sport he could take up because football doesn't seem to suit him at the moment. He's having a bad run. I mean, um, a lot of debate online about Jake, isn't there?
2: Um, Yeah, well, I'm not going to dig him out for that because the more criminal aspect was the way that Murray Wallace and Sarkic looked at each other and allowed the ball to go out for a corner. If Murray Wallace had actually have done his job and put his foot through the ball mm. and through the goalkeeper, we wouldn't have conceded the corner, they wouldn't
3: have scored. No, yeah? no. And you can't imagine a Muscat not doing what was required there. And as you say, I mean, you know, um, there's that lack of communication, lack of lack of willpower. Because you know, I think, you know, everything you're saying, I, I, I endorse entirely. We have got the tools to get out of this relegation, self inflicted relegation fight, but we haven't got the willpower, it strikes me. That's what was missing last night. The the, the, the essential winning mentality for want of a better way to put it. And that's 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 just not in this side, not in this squad, it seems, which is diabolical. We haven't got the players. I think there's a
2: few things that need to be said, and I'm not digging out the Berylsons because I think they've been absolutely fantastic for this football club and they will be absolutely fantastic going forward. But they're being taken for mugs by the club management and especially the players. Mm, yeah, I agree. We're yeah. Because we've got an owner that's based in Boston. I don't know how often he comes over. Does he come over once a month? He was there last
3: one? night. I imagine <sighs> it's a long way. So month, monthly would be a, a lot, wouldn't it? But yeah, I, I think he's there regular. He
2: over on Saturday. Yeah. Phil Clark said he was over on Saturday. Yeah. But he leaves, largely leaves the running of the club to Steve Kavanagh. Yes, he does. Who normally, he's a bit of a safe pair of hands, isn't he? He isn't going to... He isn't going to offend anybody other than the fans, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, but he surrounded himself by a load of yes men.
3: Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm
2: going to dig out Alex Aldridge here. Yeah, head of recruitment. Am- yep. Or oh, chief football operations, whatever. Yeah, it is. whatever
3: the title is now. But anyway, yeah. Yeah.
2: He- Kavanagh's over-promoted people that haven't really achieved anything. Mm. In fact, you've got you've got Billy, who I don't know what he does at the club. He's chief uh, operations officer. It's just word salad. It, it, what do these people do? Alex Aldridge. I've not got anything against him per se. I think he's done quite a good job recently. He's got some. Our recruitment has largely been woeful for years, but he's tried to fix that. He's tried to look at other markets. We've gone into Europe. Yeah, we have. Yeah. And Fleming and Denor largely have been decent signings. I know people, I'm, yeah, well, I know that Fleming's the whipping boy at the moment. He, the boy's got so much ability. And he isn't delivering. But then again, you could say that for almost any of the
3: team, really, couldn't you? Well, they've all got ability. They're all playing at a professional level, which, you know, for the most part, most of those that criticise would never get close to. So they've all got ability. It's just um I, I do agree that stars of, of of any team, and this goes whatever the whatever the uh, the club, whatever the sport, you, you need your stars to step up in big situations. Last night was a big situation. I mean, we're playing Ipswich who were they they you know they they're going well this season Neil. they're in the in the uh, playoff zone but they've had a bit of a you know poor run lately they were clearly get at a if that's an expression but we that does require some some um, some nous on the Millwall side and that's what wasn't there last night we 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 looked so half-hearted and i don't that's the bit i don't understand there's, there's like a lack of um a lack of will to a lack of will will to win and that's gone missing um where that comes from what lies behind it is is speculation because none of us have got an inside track on it we were very very good in the opening
2: 15 20 minutes as always yeah yeah just as we were at coventry yeah uh but the first goal our first self-inflicted
3: wound Completely knocks the wind out the sails, it deflates us like a tire that's got a nail stuck in it, it goes down very, very quickly. And, um, that's what happens to us. And we
2: look bereft of ideas after that. It's almost as if that first goal goes in, and we're ex- and we are uh, we we know we're going to get beaten. I think, uh I think there's a
3: stat knocking around. We haven't won a game where we've fallen behind this season. I've seen that. There's loads of stats like that. We haven't where we go behind. We haven't won in. I think it's twenty five. I think I saw twenty five matches where we the first goal basically beats Millwall. You know, Um, yeah, mate. It's just
2: this club is likely to get relegated because we've fallen asleep at the wheel. Yeah, everybody there is too comfortable. You look at that side, we've somehow managed to replace George Long with a player who's who's probably worse. In certainly no
3: better. I mean, George Long had some good moments, but then he had those famous errors and, and mishaps. Um, I don't think Sarkic is probably on a par with him, really, Neil. I don't think he's, he's, he's no he's, better. No better, no, no. Um, and we paid money for him. <laughs> yeah. Um, um, and what did
2: we pay? 1.5 million for him or something? Big, big
3: money by Millwall standards. You know, not big money in the game now, but big money by our standards. Who recruited him? Was it old?
2: I don't think it was. There's a... Don't know. Don't There's a school of thought going around that uh, it was Andy Marshall, the goalkeeping coach. I don't know if that's true. Or did we use... Richard Lee, for those people that don't know, Richard Lee was a former Watford goalkeeper. Right. And he's an agent who specialises in recruiting goalkeepers for clubs. Uh, right. Did consult him? Because if you're going to let George Long go, and I'm not the biggest George Long fan, I think he was a bit of a liability, but then again, so is this guy. We haven't
3: upgraded, and you need to upgrade your players'
2: Yeah, we've got to be ruthless.
3: Um, ruthless. It's a business that is ruthless at its best. Um, and Millwall, I think you and me have said it many times. Neil, that we we tend to over sentimentalize. We want old players back, and we want to find coaching roles for old sorts that have done well for us in the past, and that kind of thing. We've got to be more. Uh, we've got to be. We, we've got to be more clinical about these things, and well, that's never been our, our, our in our DNA. I don't think. I've got a message here from Matt Matt Webb. Um, run it past you. He, always, he says he wants to um, throw into the debate. Um, do you think there's an issue between Joe Edwards and the senior players based on age and lack of um, playing um, medals? You know, I mean, Joe Edwards, I think, um, left the game early and became a coach. So he's never played at uh, this, 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 this level, championship level, for sure. Um, do you think that's rankling with some of the players who are just a couple of years younger than him and maybe finding it hard to... Uh, respect him as a manager. Um, if that's true, then that's that, that, that's that, that's a diabolical situation. But um, uh, that's that's Matt's question for us: Is it a, his lack of playing experience that's hurting him?
2: Two things I've got to say on that: Is this the same group of players that allegedly didn't want Gary Rowett there? It
3: is the same group of players. Yes, listeners. Yes.
2: <laughs>
3: um uh, yeah, there's two
2: easy parts to this. Uh, I think the players in the dressing room are a cancer on yeah, well, on this club. Yeah, uh, you've got you've got some you've got players in there that, to me, just appear quite content to pick up ten, fifteen, twenty k a week, whatever we're paying them. And we will be paying them well. We've stuck with the likes of Jake Cooper. In fact, I was quite, oh, I, I was quite pleased that Jake Cooper resigned. But then we've stuck with uh, Sean Hutchinson, a player way, way, way past his best. Mm. Wallace, I like Murray's attitude. M- Murray is a player in the Millwall mode. He is, not with- yeah. yeah,
3: yeah, he is.
2: He tries, but he's a weakness. You can see it. You watched it
3: last night. They attacked Murray Wallace, didn't they? Yeah, they did, and they attacked them well and found payday. Exactly. payday as a consequence, yeah. yeah. Exactly. QPR did it, didn't they? Yeah, QPR. Did. yeah, yeah. and Payday yeah. again, yeah. yeah. Teams have
2: identified that that is our weak spot, that he is a weakness in there. Okay, yesterday it didn't help that Joe Bryant decides to plant an elbow in somebody's face on a Sky match, when quite frankly, yeah, we're quite frank about it. He would have got away with that
3: if that wasn't on television, where you've got cameras everywhere. Yeah, and people willing to repost the incident to suit. I mean, was, you know, Coventry fans were basically identifying the minute and the second of the incident. So there you are, FA is laid on for on a plate. Yeah, they were pressing him out.
2: Yeah. So, but that doesn't help. And then you've got that piss-weak piss weak Instagram post that he puts out saying that he would never hurt a fellow professional. Fuck the fellow professional, old man. You've left us in the lurch for three games. Apologise to Millwall fans.
3: Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's, it's, it's the kind of cappuccino type of, uh, you know... <laughs> I I can see how he played for Fulham, but he doesn't fit the Millwall um template, let's put it that way.
2: Yeah, another player that just cruises through games and isn't good enough. Yeah. You have a look at Murray. If 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 he leaves us, is he gonna play for another championship club? I wouldn't have no. thought
3: so. I wouldn't have thought so. Rotherham perhaps, but no, I mean, you know, being sensible.
2: League one. He might end up in the Scottish Premier League, but it certainly won't be with a top club. It will be with, I don't know, Dundee United yeah, yeah, or yeah. Yeah. Something like the middling,
3: Manchester. the middling of Scottish crowd. Yeah,
2: exactly. And we've had an that centre of defence has been
3: an obvious
2: weakness. Well, it was a weakness right. for
3: the second goal last night, The the, the own goal, which was put away of a plum by Wes Harding, not on purpose. Was, I do get that, listeners, but blimey. Um, a decent crossing from the left, and it's hit at pace past Sargis. I don't think there's much that anyone could have done about that because it was fired in no. so hard. Um, naive. You, you look at Harding, yeah. Harding was
2: bought in to replace Dan Ballard. Oh, Ballard, on-
3: <laughs> well, Charlie play. Cresswell, <laughs> in England yep. level players, yeah.
2: Exactly. These were decent players, and we've replaced
3: them. With a journeyman from Rotherham, an, an, yeah, but, an elderly journeyman, because he's in his in his early thirties now, so he's you know he's not in his peak of, in playing terms. Exactly. So we, so that's not
2: you want to make your side better, yeah. We seem to be hell bent on making it worse. I mean, I'm not. I know, I've
3: written down what basic errors, I mean, I think they said it on, on, on the uh, commentary, I, I couldn't make the game last night, listeners, last night, I watched it on the telly. So, um, you know, um, that was my only benefit from the night, or at least I wasn't out there at the den having to watch it. But there were some basic errors going down. I mean, by the end of the first half, our, our defence, in fact, the third goal was another... Um, Slapstick kind of goal, wasn't it? That kind of looping, slow motion header from Kiefer Moore, who I thought was exactly the kind of striker that we've begged for for a long time. But anyway, he got he got a fairly, um, loopy header <clears throat> over the head of the hapless Wes Harding for three 0 and that was if that wasn't game set and match at two 0 it was effectively it was certainly it was a three 0 just on the stroke of half time. That was that.
2: Yeah, mate. It it was a catastrophe, that first half. People will say, oh, well, we only lost the second half 1-0, but they were going through the motions for oh, they had their foot off the gas pedal
3: and, you know. Yeah, but they knew they were going to win. They just wanted to avoid injuries. Yeah, yeah. I mean, anyone that took any comfort. I mean, we, I mean just look at my notes here. No chance is created by us. Maybe one little moment early, I think there was a great take um, from a looping ball forward and SA took it. And the deflected shot from Fleming. Apart from that, nothing really until um, we were three knocked down. And there was a late um, shot, was Fleming shot over the bar from I think it was from a corner late in the, in the game. And then of course the penalty, which was on um, it was on the other side. The challenge was on the other side of the line. But I don't think you can really quibble with it because you're going to get decisions like that against you. Someone made the point about the corner that led to the, um, the third goal. Um, might have been a hint of offside there, but. <clears throat> I think it's clashing at straws, really, to look for those kinds of complaints out of game where we've been decisively, rightly, beaten 4-0. Um, that's not the first time we've been decisively and rightly beaten by that margin at home this season. No, it's, it's dire. This squad is dire.
2: We were virtually outplayed in every phase of the game. That's an old saying. And we were. We, It was embarrassing. It was embarrassing. It was absolutely... Woeful. And you go back longer than me. You go back to the Petchy era. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anderson and the dark days when we had to sell players to pay our electricity bill and things like that. But Christ almighty, the players just aren't up to it. And that brings us quite nicely onto is the manager up to it? I know that Matt Webb uh sent in the question. Mm. But I think everybody can agree that Gary Rabbit's time had run its course. Absolutely.
3: Yeah. And there yeah. there he was in the studio last night. I, mean, I don't know whether he's got um mixed feelings about it or not really, because um there's still effectively his squad one or two editions. But um he was it, it, I mean it had gone off the he'd come off the tracks this season, but I mean the amount of um the amount he must have extracted from what was a fairly uh, limited talent pool to keep us in contention for the players. It, I, I wonder, well, I know his football was, was poor to watch, Neil, but that's quite a tribute to him as a manager, that he kept us in, in the game for so long with such little to work with.
2: Yeah, no, I, th- I think that, you, you know, I think you're right there. But then again, his departure seemed to catch us by surprise. It seems as if we didn't have a Scooby. No. That this was coming. There must have been some kind of discussion.
3: You'd think Kavanaugh would have his eye on uh, yeah, I mean I, 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 I you, you earlier point about the club sleepwalking, um, I think is a fair one. Um, because it's the job of the chief executive and those that surround him to be picking up on the way the manager is thinking. Then the I the, the, the the role. Relationships yeah. got to be very close, especially where you know Kavanaugh is effectively um, uh, James berylson now's um, you know local man. I mean, James can't be here all the time, so he's got it's got it on being Kavanaugh. That he, you don't pick up on these uh, the way the manager's thinking, and we're caught by surprise, as you say. I think is a is a damning indictment of him because um, the rest of the season has gone on from there. The right the, the, the choice oh, of Joe jo Edwards. I mean. Like many others, I, I, I applaud the ambition. Whether whether it was a whether it was it was a benefit of hindsight twenty twenty hindsight Neil. Whether it was the right choice to try and change style so dramatically at that point in the season, I, I don't know. It, it's, it's looked good in moments, but it's clearly not. It's not catching with this squad. This this squad are incapable. I mean, I think I would question what they are capable of, but they're certainly not capable of playing the high level game that Joe Edwards seems to want to ask of them. Um,
0: Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today.
1: Achtung, Mailball.
2: Nick, I would 100% agree with that. The, Joe Edwards has got his thoughts on the way we play the game, but unfortunately he hasn't got the tools. Again, that comes down to the... That comes down to Rabbit and our woeful recruitment last Ooh, summer. Yeah, yeah,
3: yeah.
2: I still believe that Nisbet will come good if we play to his strengths. We don't play to his strengths. No, we don't. No, we don't put the ball into the box often enough and say, there you go, some put that in the back of the net. Yeah, We just don't do that. We don't create uh,
3: chances. We trade nothing. And we, you know, we, we, okay, we're 3-0 down at half-time. We've been outplayed. Um, where's the fight? Where's the digging in? At least get yourself a consolation goal. At least have a go. We didn't see that, did we, last night? That, that I think, is a damning indictment of the squad. The manager? I, I, I don't know. I don't, we, we don't really know what yeah. he's like behind closed doors, do we? He, he talks a good game. He seems like a pleasant boy. Um, yeah, his language didn't look right to me. I saw him before
2: the game, and he was almost resigned to the fact that he was going to be f- facing the firing squad. Mm. Just the look on his face and the way that he was sat there. And I wish that Andy Myers would stop watching Pornhub on his bloody laptop. <laughs> he,
3: the he's not watching much football, that's for sure. <laughs> Whatever he's watching. <laughs> He's either got <laughs> Pornhub or Netflix on there.
2: <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. Oh, dear. I mean... Again, it's Comfortable Street. You've got Adam Barrett there. Yeah, yeah. What's Adam good. Barrett bring to the party? Can somebody tell me? Yeah, but did somebody say, oh, yeah, the players like him? Yeah, the players like Lurch's cooking. <laughs> so, we, so we appointed him performance chef. And on match days, he's trying to grass people up and lob people out the ground. He's a fucking steward for Christ's sake. It's amateur
3: hour down at our football club. I mean, the role it- of manager is, is a is 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 a strange one. You can't be the friend of the players. You're there to take hard decisions, and sometimes you're going to be sitting in 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 presiding over people's careers, you know, move them on or play them, whatever the case may be. Um whether there's a, a basic lack of respect from some of the senior players towards Joe Edwards, I don't know. Joe Edwards has, has um, worked with some very high level names, but um, you know he's not he's not played or there's, managed at the high level, is he? There's
2: a lack of respect from the players towards this football club, not just Joe Edwards.
3: I, I agree with that. I agree with that. Yeah, the squad are letting him down as they let Gary Rowett down, Neil.
2: Yeah, but yeah, are exactly, absolutely exactly. We couldn't make major surgery in December, which was probably needed.
3: So we've bought in three players. Mm. I think it's three, isn't it? Uh, Tenganga and uh, Obafemi was ill, apparently, last yeah. night. And um, the boy, oh. Mayo, Ma- Ma- yeah.
2: Uh, the boy from Tottenham?
3: Yeah.
2: How in the hell has he got a job up there? <laughs> because I've seen him this season, he he just appears to be a mistake waiting to happen. He gave away a penalty on Sunday
3: when it was unnecessary.
2: Was it his mistake against Preston that led to the goal? Uh, there
3: was that was Wes Wes Holding was it was, was the one where there was a patsy header out from defence, giving the ball to the, the player. I can't remember. They become they become merged. Neil is this. They still- do- this season becomes one long merge of mishaps. You a guy from Tottenham, even if he is fighting
2: his way back to fitness. I was quite excited. I thought, oh, well, this guy seems highly rated by Tottenham. Yeah. Yeah, and Tottenham fans were saying, yeah, you've signed a good one there. And you get lured into this...
3: Yeah, the, the hype. The hype. Yeah. Same, and- same with Femi. I mean, he was ill last night. Um... I don't know. I think, again, we're probably not playing a style that suits over for me. Um we've got, we've got a disparate bunch of players that don't fit into any particular pattern, and we're, then we're not playing to fit anyone's. Um, I think what Edwards needs to do, Edwards, this is just like a carbon
2: copy of the way that Gary Rabbit used to play, really. Mm. Three at the back, two wing backs. Yeah. One Lone Ranger up front. Yeah. Yeah.
3: Not doing an awful lot. Invariably a short bloke. I mean, no disrespect to Tom Bradshaw, I like a lot. And uh, uh, Nisbet who's injured now, so it doesn't matter. But I mean, again, he was not the most... Um, he was no key for Moore, whereas Moore gave you physical presence last night. You could see what, we, what we've what we not had for a long while, which is that powerful aerial threat in the box, someone that just bundles around and makes something happen. Not really since Matt Smith, I suppose, and even he was at the back end of his of his time in the game, really, with us. But we've we've we lack that kind of power up front, and we just look so wishy washy. Neil, um, Can you look at the one chance, the one
2: clear cut chance we had last night, and that was, I think it was an essay ball through to Bradshaw, who had acres of space in front of him. Yeah, ran it into trouble, didn't he? He ran into a a alley. Yeah, he doesn't have the legs to run thirty meters
3: with a ball. That's right. It was during that brief, brief um, mo- 10 minutes or so of uh, the flowering of Millwall, you know, we had a few chances, some nice shots, actually. I mean, you know, Ryan Leonard caught a couple on the volley that went, you know, whistled around the. when the goalkeeper batted one away and one went close. And then there was that ball from SA who clearly has the talent, but he, he's surrounded by um, lesser, lesser lights and he's not going to find much joy. After that, it was pretty much... Self-inflicted errors, mishaps, and, and oh, I mean, I was gonna say, Ipswich dominance, they weren't particularly dominant. We just didn't give them any opposition, did we? No, you you go back to that Bradshaw chance.
2: If that had been Oberfemme or even Emaku, hmm. they had the pace to Get put away. themselves yeah. in position to score. There'd be a stride ahead, yeah, I agree. Exactly, the two or three defenders wouldn't have got back. Yeah, there'd have been. Yeah, there'd have been one on one with the goalkeeper. Then you pick your number, don't you? And yeah. hopefully it comes up. But but you have a look at our overall tactics. Our free kicks into the box, a lump in yeah, well, in the middle, and yeah. hope that Jake Cooper surrounded by half of Ipswich, yeah, on the end of it, and he's being pulled and tugged
3: yeah I, I, all i'm doing is, as you're speaking Neil, I'm, I'm, I'm being very rude listeners i'm actually checking x for the old corner flag picture because you you know this is a kind of show where events you know you fear that they might supersede the recording but we'll go so far no news would you i mean saturday i'm going to presume that joe remains in charge till saturday Neil, um which is a six point i mean you've got Name, name your pointer, really, because the, the the boost or the, the dent to the, the team confidence if we don't get anything out of Sheffield Wednesday at home will be dire. So it's a it's a must-must win, isn't it, Saturday? Um, and I think Joe Edwards' position is on the line. If it's not already, it certainly is after Saturday.
2: I think if Joe Edwards' position's on the line, well, then you've got to say, do you have any faith in Aldridge? To go out there and find the right man for the job. Well, that's
3: a, that's a question, isn't it? Yeah.
2: I wouldn't at the moment because, let's face it, he appears to be uh, the man behind bringing Joe Edwards into the club. No, and no, Joe Edwards could be, could turn out to be a great manager, a very good manager. But you have to question is this the right club for him? I'm starting to question is this the right club for him? Yeah. Is he right for us at the moment? Next season, when I dearly love us to say, yeah, well, we'll leave him in charge and then we give him the summer yeah. to implement his ideas. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 But fortunately, the guy that's going to be doing the rebuilding is Aldrich. Mm-hmm. And the guy that's put the manager in place. And everything I've seen from Aldridge is he'll get one or two sign-ins out of five correct. And this summer, we're going to need six, seven sign-ins that are
3: correct. Yeah. No, he needs to have a big hit rate. That's for sure.
2: Yeah. And... Do you have faith? No, I don't, to be quite honest. And I'm not digging it just for the sake of it, because I want this club to succeed. We all love this football club. But these people are custodians of our dreams. Our dreams are for Millwall to play in the Premier League, to be as good as we can. But like everything at Millwall... It's a cruel mistress, especially on Valentine's (laughs) Funnily enough, somebody else put the tweet out that I was going to put out yesterday morning. Happy Valentine's Day to my one great love. I saw that one. I saw that one. Uh, It it was brilliant. (laughs) We all feel. We all love this football club.
3: Yeah, no, it was hard. Watching Ipswich, the whole packed Ipswich end, sing their songs and you know, having nothing to reply back with was was, was, was hard.
2: Seems resigned to a fate that could happen. There's still time to get out of this. But to go back to your original point, yeah, it's a key game for Joe Edwards. Yeah. I think getting rid of him would be a serious admission of failure by the club management. Yeah, okay, some people say, oh, well, we uh, Jimmy Berrylson appointed him. No, he was advised. Jimmy Berrelson does not have the football knowledge. No, no he, he would say um, take, he'd
3: taken advice from his, his his team, which would be primarily Kavanaugh and and Alex Aldrich um, and Billy Taylor. Um, that's where the advice would have come from. It remains to be seen whether it was a good choice or not. It, I mean, from the Joe Edwards' perspective, he needs to survive. He needs to get through. Sadly. He needs to survive to the summertime and then have the chance to rebuild. Um, it's going to be interesting to yeah. see what kind of team he turns out on Saturday nil because there are players in that side last night have let him down personally badly, um, and he needs to be ruthless in his in his approach. I think. Yeah, the other point is, can we afford to get rid of him? Well,
2: that's... <laughs> because because well, this comes under financial fair play. Yeah, I did see that. Last week or the week before, there was talk of Chelsea getting rid of Pochettino. I know it's not on the same level,
3: level, yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: But, but they can't, but apparently they can't afford to because it because the overall spending, yeah, it will
3: bust their limits, yeah, yeah,
2: goes to the limits of financial fair play.
3: And that's Chelsea, so, listeners, not Millwall. That's Chelsea Premier. Can
2: League we afford to do it? Is another question. Yeah? But he needs to make some radical decisions over the next two or three days. And that. He, and does he think, right, these players have got us into it, they've got to get us out of it, but I don't think they're interested in getting us out of it. Well, too. that's
3: that's that's the, that's the thing that strikes me, mate. That's the thing that strikes me.
2: You say, fuck it, let's put I do that... Uh, a couple of under-21s in that have been impressing. Yeah. And give the, them a go, it's quite obvious that, personally, I'd like to see us go back to 4-4-2 for a
3: game. Well, nothing see. else is working, Neil. Um, I make you right about bringing some of the youngsters in, maybe not a complete reshuffle, but certainly enough to make a big point. Um, I personally it, think it's, it's got to be worth it. You know, we're at stick and twist time now, aren't we? If we get on Saturday... I think we look doomed personally. Yeah,
2: yeah. But do we have a left back in the reserves? I think we do. He's been on the bench a few times, has not he? Uh, Adam Malarkey.
3: Is he away on loan now? Um, but yeah, well, there yeah. must there must be someone. But well, that's the point. Uh, there are players that are playing quite well
2: in an in a decent under twenty three side, and um, yeah, well, under twenty three, under twenty one, whatever you yeah, want yeah. To call. yeah yeah we. They've got to be better than what we've got. We've got senior players that are cruising. So let's let's think outside the box. I'd rather we actually. I'd rather we go down fighting.
3: Yeah, yeah, than, rather than this acceptance of your of your fate. Yeah, which is what we're seeing at the moment.
2: Uh, two months before the end of the season, because it is going to be one hell of a long two months. Let's try something different, Joe. Let's try two up front. That's providing you've got two players that can play. <laughs> Well, Saturday. maybe
3: maybe push Fleming further forwards. I don't know. Uh, you
2: know he's apparently going to be available for the weekend. I don't know what the Millwall flu was last night. I don't know if he's. <laughs> yeah, but, yeah, yeah, but I don't know if he took one look at the weather at lunchtime and thought, "Oh, fuck, I'll it, stay, I'll stay, at stay at home
3: tonight." <laughs>
2: um, yeah, I'll we'll stay at home tonight and watch a bit of Netflix and a bit of Champions League. I hate doing these things because you have to be unkind, and you have to. Well, you got, but equally,
3: as honesty is needed in this situation, and I think, you know,
2: yeah, and there are people that are taking our club for mugs. Yeah, yeah, and I love the club. You love the club. Absolutely. Everybody loves the club, and we're just sleepwalking into
3: relegation, which will be a disaster. Financial yeah. disaster
2: yeah but that's the other thing yeah i i i see people say oh maybe relegation wouldn't be a bad thing it would be a fucking disaster As... have you yeah have you seen how much money the differences between the championship i noticed
3: and... um danny baker's coming out with it i mean with his platform he's coming out with this um it's not too bad to get relegated We've survived well, it in the past, but it's never a good thing, Mill, It's never been a good thing in our history. It's always a disaster for Millwall. So the mm-hmm. idea that we're going to go down to League One and come back cleansed and, you know, springing from the fire is absolute bollocks, in my opinion.
2: if, if, if you seen how much money the difference is between the Championship and the League? It's vast. It's vast. If we go down next season, we're not coming back for five years.
3: Have a look at Cholton, see where they are at the moment, listeners. You, you know exactly. where they are. You
2: know where they are. So. They're a basket case club, and we shouldn't be a basket case club. No. But unfortunately, we've got people running our club that couldn't run a bath, <laughs> to be quite honest. Yeah, with that old expression.
3: That's yeah. a good one. I like that one.
2: Yeah, but it's true, though, Nick. It's absolutely
3: true. Great stuff, Neil. Big thank you for joining me this morning, mate. I do appreciate your time. Um, we're going to be listening now to a few of the voice notes that have been sent to me. And join me again in part two, when we'll be listening to a few more of the voice notes that have been sent to me. I've had a deluge, as you would have expected. But for now, big thank you, Neil Fissler. Thanks for joining me, mate. I appreciate
2: it. No problem, mate.
1: Hello.
4: Hello, Nick. Uh, Just Adam Wicks here, just leaving a uh, voice note after last night's performance against Ipswich, where we lost 4-0. Um, yeah, we're in, uh, we're in serious, serious trouble now. Um, I'm really struggling to think of, um, Millwall sides that capitulate in the way that we seem to do. Um, we're just, the players are so, so mentally fragile, um, I do not know what's happened to Cooper, but someone please get an armband off him and give it to someone that can actually lead. Um, what on earth he was doing for the first goal is unbelievable. Um, really struggle to, aside from Leonard, I, you know, can't can't apportionally blame SA's direction. He's, he's just an eighteen-year-old kid. I mean, apart from Leonard. I think it was pretty disgusting um, all round, and that's me being pretty kind. I was tempted to leave a voice note while I was walking home last night at about quarter to one, um, but while I was fuming, um, not really calmed down to be fair too much. But I, I really don't know where I don't know where we go. I I don't know where I can't see where the next goal's coming from. I can't see. Um, I can't see any leadership across the board from team to bench to above management. I I don't know what is going on. Um. Yeah, there's, there's, it's hard to put into words how bad how bad it was. I mean, the individual errors were. I mean. Were was was stuff you'd expect schoolboy teams to, not to do, um, and it's just you know, I, I yeah, I, I think we're in serious serious trouble. I, I can't see, I can't see where the next points coming from, let alone a win. Um, I think you know if we don't, if we don't beat Sheffield Wednesday on Saturday, then that, I, I think, I think we, I think we're toast. We are totally. Totally finished. I mean, it obviously doesn't help. Missing, you know, Norton Cuffey, Brian, I think Amaku's been a massive loss. Um, we just lack any sort of pace to get us up the pitch. haven't, you know, being ill. Um, obviously injuries to Longman, Nisbet. I mean, we are really scratching around for players. And I just... You know, I, I just, I don't see, I don't see the desire. I don't, I really don't see the desire from any of the players. I mean, I thought Savile was a absolutely atrocious yesterday again. And why, why he started over De Nort, I, I can't fathom. I can't fathom some of the decision-making. Um, I, you know, I, I do like, I do like what Edwards is trying to do. I think what this highlights for me is that the the rot, you know, there was a level of rot set in and I, I'd even go, you know, almost back as far as that sort of before the Blackburn game when we were, you know, we were struggling to, you know, put put teams like Wigan to bed. We were losing at home to, to sides we should have been beating. There there's a just a a a level of unprofessionalism there that is you know, it's 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 unforgivable, really. And I think one of the things that's disappointed me a little bit is just the the crowd seems to have given up as well. I I just yeah, I, I, we need to let them know it's, this is not on. It's not good enough, and they've got to pull their fingers out. They've got to, they've someone's got to stand. People have got to stand up and be counted. I mean, I you know. So relevant, really but you know i got up, i got up to go to work at 4am yesterday and i didn't get home until one o'clock in the morning having what having watched that and it you know well, they're not putting in a fraction of the effort that we do as punters in our day to day lives and it's it's appalling it's it's almost it's anti millwall <laughs> it's not this is not this is not what we're about um it needs sorting quick um I'm not sure Edwards is going to survive to be fair but I don't I'm not sure it's his fault. I think I think this goes far higher and deeper than than um than we maybe previously thought. It's it's not good. Anyway, come on your Lions and uh, on to on to Saturday.
0: Hi Nick, uh, Steve Morton here from Bolton. Yes, Bolton up in the North e- uh, East, North East, North West. Um moved up here 30 odd years ago. So uh a uh, bit of an exiled Millwall fan. Been listening to your podcast all this year. It's been really useful to keep up to date with um, fellow Millwall fans' opinions and your own, etc. And it's a great show, so thanks for that and please keep up the good work. Just thought I'd quickly give you my uh, a call, first-time caller, um, and give my thoughts on uh, the current situation. I mean, look, for starters... Uh, a bit bizarrely, I would say I'm not necessarily a Joe Edwards out at this moment in time, but I totally understand he's not doing a very good job. Uh, I think he's got some challenges, but I don't think he's helping himself and I'll quickly rattle through uh, what I think. I, sadly, despite um, thinking he shouldn't get sacked, I, bizarrely almost, I, I think we're going to get relegated. I hate to be a bit of a doom monger. Um, I'm not normally a glass half empty guy, but uh, but I've been thinking the writing's been on the wall for several weeks now. Um, I think back to the QPR game, a terrible performance, thought we were awful. Um, And like you, that was after we played Middlesbrough. And funnily enough, for one of the first times uh, in a long, long time, we lose a game of football and I was actually feeling quite good thinking, We're going in the right direction, Um, we're going to do something here uh, and it's not really kicked on from there, other than bits and bobs along the way. Um, Where's it all going wrong? I think players, clearly, uh, poor, especially last night, terrible commitment, I mean, SA puts Bradshaw through, he struggles to get round the defender, even though the defender was a bit of a donkey. But what amazed me was he gets to the edge of their box. There's four defenders around him, not one blue shirt anywhere near him. Where's the effort and commitment to get forward? Uh, and that's one of our major problems without a doubt. Um, but on top of that, I think it's the formation we keep playing. I'm genuinely not bothered if it, whether it's a four or a five at the back. Um, but we just need, it's the midfield for me. We get cut through game on game. Uh, especially home games, we seem to get ripped apart um, and have so much space in the middle of the park. It, will all be, it All the while, we've got more midfielders than any other position in the t- in the <laughs> in the club. Um, so I would uh, fill the midfield more. Would it be a 5-4-1 with a number 10? Would it be a, a, a 4 5 one? I don't know, but look, for me, fill that bloody midfield uh, most definitely. Um, uh Uh, I also wanted to say um, Joe's uh, uh, in-game management, I think, is poor. The QPR game, an example, where he didn't uh, use a sub at half-time. I thought he'd bring three on um, and he only ended up bringing, uh, I think, one, if if at all any. Um, You've got to make changes. You've got to make an impact. Like last night, why didn't he change it in the first half? Absolutely crazy. So I think he's got to get better at that. Free kicks, corners, Jesus, The definition of insanity, just doing the same thing all the time, thinking it's going to change. We've got to change it and mix it up. We did last night, nearly scored. Why aren't we doing more of that? You know, really needs to be done. And the last thing for me, January transfer window. Can't believe it. You know, I thought it was poor. We got the players in far too late and they're not fit. So actually, by the time we've got them fit and up and running, it's probably more likely March when we needed them at the beginning of January. And if you couldn't get players then, you're going for the wrong players. You needed to get players that we could get early and get in amongst the team. So a lot of things going wrong this year and it all feels like we're on a um, the road to nowhere. But sadly, not nowhere, the road to Division One. I hate to be a doom monger, as I say, but um, yeah, I, I can't see anything else. But fingers crossed I'm wrong. As I say, thanks for everything you do, uh, Nick. Keep up the good work and come on, you Lions.
1: Nick, Matt Richards. Oh. It's the it's the manner of that tonight. That's worse than anything else. It's the manner of it. Okay, mistakes in the first half. Second half, it's just just fucking appalling. No fight, nothing. It's like a, it's like a friendly. It's like a friendly, and they just they're not playing for the club. They're not playing for the manager. I can't continue. I can't continue. Where is the who? Where is the fight? Where's the battle? Where is the showing that they actually care? There's none of that. It's just, it's just, it's just not good enough. It's not good enough. I don't know if he will stay. I don't know if he'll get a sack tonight. I don't know really. I don't care really. Um, it's got to change. It's got to change quick. Okay, cheers Nick. Achtung, no